Hello, Yasser. Thank you for joining us today. I know you're very busy. My pleasure, Gatika. I'm really happy to be uh, on your podcast. Thank you so much. I am going to start off our conversation today with a question that's been occupying my mind for several days now. Uh, we live in a very close-knit world um, linked to events that are happening on the other side of the globe. Yet in some ways, we are so disconnected from each other. All our information, or most of our information, seems to be coming from all sorts of social media platforms. So what happens is it creates algorithms and uh, it feeds us content that's consistent with what we were researching or uh, we wanted to know more about. And we start feeling that that is the perspective of everybody around me or that is the reality. So my question to you is, what are the key things that people need to keep in mind these days when it comes to open discussion about provincial, national, or international issues? How can we reconnect people? What are your thoughts, Yasser? Well, you're asking a very, very important question. And I think um, this is one of the biggest challenges of our times that we're living in, is that we have access to tremendous amount of information more than ever before but that information not may, may not be accurate that information uh, may be um, biased uh, to suit to your needs what you want to hear um, and what it's essentially doing is um, putting us in silos where we are very comfortable with 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 uh, consuming information that is uh, maybe biased or one-sided. Um, and what is it's resulting in um, is um, less and less on one-on-one -on -one conversation, people talking to people, people trying to understand each other's perspectives. And so that, has, that is, is, a, is a big concern that consumes a lot of my thinking is how do we find ways for people to engage with each other again? You and I know that all of us are different. We bring different perspectives and different backgrounds, but we have far more in common than not. And we can only find those common um, grounds and common experiences when we share them with each other. And so that's, I think, that's, that's something that we need to work on in society. Obviously, the pandemic has not helped because during the pandemic, uh, we all were isolated and we had to do that to protect each other and protect ourselves. But as we are coming out of that pandemic, we need to find ways uh, to engage with each other. And I think politicians like myself have a very important role to play in that regards, because if we also then use social media and misinformation as a tactic to make a political point, I think we're doing a big disservice to um, uh, in a democratic society like uh, ours, to have a civil uh, discourse and conversation among people. Um, I'm going to ask you uh, to take us back in time. I know that you came to Canada as a teenager, as a young boy. I was 15, I, yes. Yeah, Share your family's story as new immigrants. Yeah, my story is very much the story of Ontario. Uh, it's, a, it's a story that many people live through. Uh, my parents uh, made the big decision of of uh, immigrating, of coming to a new country, leaving their home and their families behind, 
all in pursuit to build a better life, a better life for themselves and a better life for their children. Uh, both my parents were lawyers, uh, but when they came here, they were not able to practice law because their credentials were not recognized. They did not have Canadian experience. So mm -hmm. they, what, what many people do, they bought a small business. Uh, they bought a motel in Niagara Falls, Ontario. And all of us uh, pitched in. Uh, my my older brother, my younger sister, and I, and you know, growing up, my experience was cleaning rooms and making beds and washing uh, bathrooms in in the motel while going going to school. Um, but then, in addition to that, a recession hit and we lost everything. Also, uh, all my parents' savings uh, just just disappeared overnight, um, and we had to re build our lives. We had to restart our lives and we worked extremely hard to do that. Now, 35 years later, we lived very successful lives, but there were many, many challenges that that went into it. In fact, Gitika, the reason I got into politics was exactly that, was to make sure that perspective of people like myself is at the table where decisions are made and to ensure that those challenges that people face when they build their new lives um, we can make it easier uh, for them. And still, there's still a lot of work that needs to happen in that regards. I was going to ask you, how did that all shape you as a person? But you answered that. Um, you served as the first visible minority attorney general of Ontario, minister of community safety and correctional services, minister of labor and liberal party president. You're now serving as a federal member of parliament. What are the main lessons you've learned along the way? through all these roles? Um, many lessons, but I think the, the number one uh, lesson for me is about is that politics is about people. Um, it is you, you derive um, your so-called power by helping people, uh, by, by making sure that issues that people are facing and no issue is big or no issue is small. It, when it impacts you, it's the only thing that matters. And our job as public servants, our job as, as politicians is to ensure that we find ways to engage with people face-to-face, -face, in person, to the extent possible, and learn from them and then try to address those, those issues, whether they are big, big and small. So for me, that has not changed in about 15 years that I've been part um, of, of, uh, of uh, as an elected representative is is finding opportunities to work with people and try to help them. Um, any politician that loses sight of that, um, I think loses sight of the purpose of being in politics. Who are your political heroes? And who inspired you the most? And how did you get involved in politics? Yeah, so I think the inspiration really comes from my parents, both my parents. Um, they were both involved in pro-democracy movement in Pakistan when we lived there. And, you know, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned from my parents is that status quo is never good enough. Both my parents, as I mentioned earlier, were lawyers. They lived really good, comfortable, professional lives uh, in, in Pakistan. And even though they were comfortable, um, lack of democracy uh, lack of fair and open elections was an issue for them. And so they decided to engage in challenging the status quo, which was dangerous in a country like that when you've got a military regime. 
In fact, my father spent nine months as a political prisoner and the entire family um, sacrificed as a result of it. My mother fought for his rights as a political prisoner. Um, and so, uh, so those two people have really have inspired me. Uh, they're the one who exposed me to politics. Um, they are two people who taught me that you always find ways to challenge the status quo that I, that I continue to do. In terms of a political hero, uh, uh, the leader that I have, uh, I look up to, again, not for as a person, um, but for what he was able to accomplish is Pierre Elliott Trudeau. Um, because Pierre Elliott Trudeau gave us the gift of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Uh, it's a document that allows all of us to live equal lives here in Canada. It's a document that really focuses on protecting minority minority rights. It's a um, it's it's an incredible uh, constitutional document. I think that ensures that we, all of us in Canada, regardless of our background, regardless of our gender, regardless of our religion, are able to live our for life. Of course, we are not perfect in Canada, but I just cannot imagine how Canada would have shaped as a country without the Charter of Rights and Freedoms that, by the way, just only came about in 1982. Mm -hmm. And so when my, when my family and I came in 1988, the document was only six years old. So I don't know a life without the Charter of Rights and Freedom. And uh, I have seen the growth, the evolution of our country because of that incredible document that Pierre Elliott Trudeau championed, uh, and I'm grateful to him for 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 having the vision of shaping the country the way he had he was able to through the charter. Yeah, so I'm so glad you brought up all those points because my follow-up question was going to be for people. I am from India, and you're from Pakistan. For people uh, who are new to Canada. How would you describe politics in Canada for them? How is it different from other parts of the world? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a very good question, and 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 I tell people that politics is personal. Um, politics is about our individual self. Of course, we have a collective responsibility as to how we shape the society, but this is an incredible power that we have been given in our democracy. There's one thing that is certain in Canada that there's going to be an election at least every four years. And, and that is the time where every single one of us is in charge. We get to decide the, the path forward if we choose to participate. Yes. And so I always try that's to remind key. people, that's the key. And I always try to remind people, especially young people, when when you do not vote, you just your action was just not you did not vote, but you actually gave your vote to me. Because whether 10 people vote or 100,000 people vote, a decision is going to be made. And if only fewer people engaged in a democracy, then those few people will decide in their own self-interest, because politics is personal, as to what's the best direction. And so... What I tell newcomers is to own their democracy, to engage in our democracy, to, to at least vote uh, as religiously as possible, because then we have a say as to the direction this country is going. And if we all engage and participate, um, I think there will be better decisions be, will be made because 
we will elect people who are reflective to our sense of being. So as new immigrants, if people want to get their young kids involved in politics, that really excites me. Actually, we're doing some things very similar in our writing as well. So doing speaker series. So community members come and talk and see the person in like in person and don't feel um, kind of, oh, my question is stupid because no question is stupid. Go and ask because this person is right here. You're not reading from newspapers or watching this person on, on media. This person's right here. Go and ask your question. So that's that's so interesting for me to watch um, how that event unfolds sometimes. Um, but for young kids, how do they get involved with politics? What is the first step they should be taking? So there are so many opportunities to get involved in, in politics. You know, you can just walk up to your local member of parliament or your local member of provincial parliament or your, little, your local city councillor, and you can say, I want to learn from you. I want to volunteer for you. Um, there's always an election happening. Right now in Scarborough Guildwood, uh, sorry, Scarborough Southwest, there is a municipal election happening. Um, there are multiple candidates running, and any young person can walk into it. To any of those candidates say, I want to help you. I want to learn about your platform and what you stand for, and I want to be part um, uh, of that. Um, I encourage everyone to join a political party. That is a very important feature and part of our democracy. Political parties are important to have a robust democracy because it allows for us to have um, choices come election Our voice, yeah. Our voice. So, you know, I joined the Liberal Party um, Shortly after coming to Canada, I've been part, I've lived in Canada for 35 years and I've been part of the Ontario Liberal Party for pretty much as long. Um, and it became, it has become my family. Um, and here I am running at today at, for the leadership uh, of my own political party. So, so there are many, many opportunities uh, for young people to get, get involved. I can assure you when you do engage, you do have your voice. People are interested in listening to your perspective and you will make meaningful contribution by virtue of the fact that you decided to knock on doors or or help a candidate or work with a with an elected official uh, yasser you are a young father you are an mp you are a leadership candidate how do you juggle all these roles it cannot be easy um you know, you, you build good support structures uh, around you. Um, um, and I'm lucky to have um, a, a life partner in my life who's, uh, who's very supportive. My children are getting a little older now, 11 and 7, so they understand. Uh, I have made sure that they are part of this, um, that I don't keep my political life and the service aspect of it away from, from them. They, they, I engage them. And they'll 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 learn something new every day. In fact, they give me some good advice now. Uh, <laughs> so so I think that's that's uh, that's important. And then and then um, people who volunteer around you, people who work with you. I uh, as I'm running for leadership, I have a remarkable team of a lot of young people who are so dedicated and and so hardworking that they they allow for me to be able to do uh, all this all this stuff. So, and yeah, just a little bit of time management and a little few more or less hours of sleep 
and then you can accomplish all that. <laughs> My wrap-up questions are going to be easy now. Uh, what's your favorite food? Oh my God, my 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 favorite food. So of course I'm from Pakistani background. So biryani and pilau are are the kind of things that I I love most. My mother makes the most amazing aloo parathe, uh, which is which is still my 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 favorite. Um, I love I love cooking for my kids, and they they love things like pasta and 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 whatnot. So I do that. But you know what? I'll tell you the dish that my kids love the most, and they think it's some sort of a delicacy is dal chawal. And, oh. uh, and I always tell, uh, tell them now, it's like, you know, dal chawal is like the most simplest food I can make. But they think when I make dal chawal, it's like a feast that day. And um, when I do tarka and stuff, they always say, oh yeah, daddy is uh, channeling his inner amma. They call my, my mother, the daddy amma. And yeah. So anyways, yeah. That is so interesting. Simple food, dal chawal. Hmm. Dal chawal. You can never go wrong with dal chawal. You can never <laughs> go wrong with that. Yep. Your favorite book. Oh, my favorite books. They're they're uh, plenty. I'll I'll tell you the um the the genre of books I love. I love reading biographies. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, I love reading about real people talking about real life. Um, mm-hmm. Whether they are full of triumphs or failures, um, I always uh, always learn a lot. I've got about two or three sitting um, on my on my night table that I'm sort of slowly slowly going through. One mm-hmm. is on uh, Barack Obama. The other is on former Premier uh, Robarts um, uh, that a book was 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 written on, and uh, I'm I'm reading a book that came about a, a year and a half two years ago was by Bill Gates a book that he wrote about the future of, uh, of economy and future of our society. Those are great books to wrap up your day. So your favorite pastime, something activity to relax your mind. So, you know, I'm just a normal human being. So, you know, I, for, for me, uh, end of day means catching some a small show on, on Netflix and eating ice cream at the same time. And that's something I like to do, even if I can do it for half an hour or so. It just, you know, unwinds your mind and just slow it down and get you ready to go to bed. Yeah, ice, cream is, ice cream is a must in my life. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. Um, Yasi, thank you so much for your time. Really, really appreciate uh, considering how busy you are. And we wish you all the best in all your future endeavors. Thank you Thanks. very much. I, I very much enjoyed our conversation.